0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. you for choosing to worship with us today it is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified your faith be stirred your hands get to clapping and your feet get to dancing after this song of preparation be prepared to join pastor Kimberly K. Black and the greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless
2: the Lord.
0: Come on, God, says, I want a joyful noise. Just open up your mouth and shout, Hallelujah. Come on, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's not right. It's not right. It does sound like what you think is good. That's okay, but it sounds beautiful in your ears because it's coming from your heart. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and stand to your feet with me as we sing just a little bit of this. Hallelujah. As we sing just a little bit of this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, God, we want to say good morning to our blog talk family, those that have joined us on blog talk. The Spirit of the Lord is here in this place today and we are just worshiping him in spirit and in truth because he said he inhabits the praises of his people and we have filled his sanctuary with his praises we have filled his sanctuary with his praises and his promises he come through for us come on let's just say a little bit of this come on come on help me out welcome to this place he's here You just saying thank you for coming thank you for being welcome is to
2: this
0: place. We pray. Oh, he's good he's great And he is worthy to be praised on today Hallelujah Let's see what we got here Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus Thank you, Lord Thank you, Jesus Hallelujah Come on, let's do this this morning Hallelujah this is all magnify the Lord with me. Is that what we come to do today? Come
2: on, man. Magnify! For he is worthy
0: to be prayed. Oh, it's a holy earth. For he that our mothers, our sisters, our mothers, to us, happy Mother's Day, amen, if you are a woman and you nurture anybody's child, come on, happy Mother's Day, amen, amen, it's such an honor, such a privilege and a pleasure it is to be a mother, amen, and we're grateful. Of any first-time callers on the line, we do want to give you the opportunity to chime in and say good morning, well, say good afternoon. one on your phone, and we will bring you on the live, on the line live, where you can say good afternoon to us, bring greetings from your city, or state, amen, if there is one,
1: press one on your phone, and we'll bring you online, amen, all right, well,
0: praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, we're all family, amen, we're all family, it is so good to see Captain Trish and Brother Jay McClendon, and Sister Karina, amen, They are not visit us they are all family. It's Sister Sheila. Amen. We are all family. Amen. We are all family, and it's so good to see all of you worshiping with us on today. I want to say thank you to the Greater Saint Stephen's Church family for a wonderful 18th pastoral appreciation on last week. Amen. Ooh, 18 years old. I'm a long. That's a long time, Amen. A long time, but God is good, Amen. God is faithful, and we're just grateful to God for what He has done for us. What our eyes have seen, what our ears have heard, and what our heart has received, Amen. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna say every day was a good day, because there some days I felt like saying, "Keep all that." I'm rolling over, covering up my head with my blanket. I ain't doing. It. Amen. God has been good in spite of it all. We're grateful today. We're grateful, and I want to say thank you to all of you for the cards and your calls, the text messages, and your presence and your prayers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, want to say thank you for your congratulations as we graduated on yesterday. And more specifically, birthday. One down, one to go. Amen. As you know, I'm, I got my associate, associate of Science and Christian Education, and in December of 2024, I received my Bachelor's <laughs> in Science of community, industry and Community Engagement, so I'm really excited. I had my mentor with me yesterday, and she said, well, I'll be back to see you get footed for your master's. I was like, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so you, you just pray one second at a time, so at a time, amen. Uh, but we're just truly grateful to God, and we're truly thankful for all of you, amen. I do want you to know that on this Tuesday, Elder, I didn't get what time, at 2.30, will be the celebration of life for Brother Gary Bradley Sr., amen. We know that the Lord called him home to rest and the family will be coming together on Tuesday at 2 o'clock at Abbey Riverview. Riverview Abbey. Okay, I keep getting to Riverview Abbey, amen? And so if you cannot make it, guess what you can do? You can pray. Amen? So remember them in prayer on Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Amen? I also want to remind us. I, I left this out to show you what we had during do in our prayer clinic, um, for those of you that are, are blog posts, what we are looking at are, are things to help us um, understand the power of prayer. And if you know anything about the life of Paul, Paul wore an apron, and that's what we have right here. Our very own sister, Justina Scott, made our apron for us. It is an apron, and there is a scripture in the Bible that talks about the apron that Paul wore, how there was power in the apron. The other garment you see there is a prayer shop that was given to me by Mother May when she went to the Holy Land. She brought that back for us, right? And the uh, I'm going to have to say here because they're trying to hear me no on the the other items over there are handkerchiefs. So what, 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 what's about a handkerchief? Well, read this little handwriting by Sister Justina at the picture frame that talks about a healing that's in handkerchiefs. It has to be anointed and saturated in prayer. Not just go pick up a pack of handkerchiefs from Walmart and think, you know, say, I got the Holy Ghost now. No, no, no. You got, got people praying. You a little fasting and seeking God's word, then there's the word of God over there, and we cannot pray without the word of God, right? We need to have the word of God. You need to know the scripture. You need to know the word of God. And then there is blessed oil. It is olive oil. There's no power in the oil itself. The power is in your faith. And the, the oil, you know, we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That, 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 that's because of our faith and our believing in God. So take some time for, to visit visit the piano and look at the garments and the items that we have there in the scriptures. Write those scriptures down. I know they're found in Acts. I can't remember right now which one it is. Um, but it's it Acts. And so um it's all of it is scripture based. Amen. All right. Let's 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 bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to come holy before your throne of grace. And to share this word with this my people, I thank you, God, for just being so real in my life, that you spoke to me in such a way that I'm excited about what you're doing in my life, Father. And I pray, God, that this word today will excite your people that are listening near and far, those that are sitting right here in the sanctuary, Father. Let this word penetrate our hearts and our minds, that we will not be stagnant in our faith and our spiritual growth, but we will have a Thank uh-huh. Encourage early Christians, okay? Early Christians, people just like you and I. Yeah. Now, now we some of us have been in the race alone. <laughs> <laughs> I was at New Hope and I preached on Sunday morning, and I had a flashback of, of being 11, teaching Sunday school in the basement. Oh, I had a flashback, and I, I started talking to them. And I started. That one later, um, a, a long time. There are some things that are required of us. Just like in our natural lives, we are infants. We we were we were we were born and we were little little babies, and they on us, they hugged on us, and they kissed on us, and we were so cute, we were so lovable. I laugh at Lottie because Hendrick. After a while, that ain't cute, but to mommy it's cute. You know, she just loves him screaming. So we are infants, but we don't stay infants. We we become toddlers. We begin to try to walk and crawl, and we take stuff off people's place and start eating stuff because we see them eating it, and we start picking up cups and start drinking. So we're we're growing and we're right developing some skills and some things that. We start crawling, we start, you know, trying to walk. We take baby steps, and we go from being a child to childhood. And when you look up the 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 the, the, um, the, the um, oh Jesus, when you look up the chart on all of these levels of growing, they say childhood is from three to eleven. So now you're in school, and you've got friends, and you you can tell the difference between right and wrong. Yeah, three and eleven, you know when you lying. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you you we we when we yeah, and, and I, I was I mean y'all I've been watching Blackish. And I started with season one. I don't know why I didn't watch it when it was uh, a popular pastor, but lately I've been watching Blackish. And it was so funny because uh Jack came out the bathroom and Ray says, Did you wash your hands? And he said, Yep. She said, lick your fingers. So he had to turn around <laughs> and go back to the so bathroom and his hands. So you know, we're And kids know we may be So that's 3 to 11. We're talking of about an age of accountability right about that time. But we know the difference between right and wrong. And then there's the adolescent. That's 12 to 18. Yeah, I, I, I started smelling myself then. You know, I was laughing. The next episode. Jack said, oh, I'm a man now, because he lifted up his arm, and it was just rich, right? Oh, it was horrible. And so he felt like, I'm a man now, but I got this smell under my arm. You know, and I, I need some deodorant. He felt like he was a man, because he had reached that age of adolescence. And, and, and so um, as, even as we grow up in our physical self, our spiritual man must also do the same thing. And so after the adolescence, you know what's next. Uh huh. I'm I'm grown now. You can't tell me what to do. I put my pants on like you do. I wear my feet like you do. I drive a car like you do. I'm grown, so we're 18. And with 18 comes some responsibility. Y'all know when we were 18, it was either get a
1: job or go to school.
0: Come on, to be real. You just couldn't sit up in the house and put your feet up on a coffee table and wait. I'll see you when you get back from work, Mom. As we grow up physically, we must grow up spiritually. Take never need to grow up. We need to grow up. Grow up. What does grow up mean? Grow up means advance to maturity, to develop into an adult. Now, when we were first given our lives to Christ, people would refer to us as babes in Christ, and you go through these same little message. You were a baby, then you were an infant, then you were a toddler, then you were childhood years, now you're, out. now you're an adult, you're a full-grown Christian. You've been in the race for a while, you've been through some trials and tribulations, you've had some heartache and pain, you want to through some things, you've tested God, you tried. God tested you, God tried you, and some stuff that's happening in your life that only happens to I've got faith, I believe. So, uh, Paul, Peter, I keep saying Paul, but it's Peter, it's Peter. Peter writes this letter to encourage early Christians who were going through things just like you and I go, through. I don't know what you're going through this week. I, I, just, I was writing a paper the other day, and I had to stop my paper about stress, trauma, and crisis, and I had to stop and talk because when I thought about the crisis that I had a mentor dies, and then you turn around and you get two classmates to die. I didn't say two senior citizens from off the block, y'all. I said classmates. And then Pastor Hill was only 40. For me, that was a kind of a crisis, kind of a wake-up call. I hear you, Lord. Time in as long as it has been in, going to get. So I need to get my business fixed and get it straight and stay that way. Ain't no time to be done the business and dipping and, 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 dip and, and dodging. Be consistent with your love relationship with the Lord because you don't know when it's coming back. And you don't know if you want to have the opportunity. So, so missionary Kim Thompson had cancer and she struggled in life. So they knew that she was sick. They were for her to go home. But, uh, but Elder Michael Williams just had a heart attack. Pastor Hill had a stroke in his brain stem. Could survive, but would have been left a vegetable, unable to talk and walk. He still could have been here today, but unable to walk and talk. Pastor, what are you saying? What are you saying? I'm saying. We ain't got time to be shutting and down. Thank you to God. Thank you to God. Okay, let me, let me, let me get back here. Let me, let me get back here. So, so these people were just like us. They, they were going through trials and tribulations. They were experiencing up and down. They were stressed out. They were facing challenges. They were sick and tired. They were sick and tired. Their faith had been shaken. And Peter writes to them, to encourage them. To help them to, to, to help them remember that you have some promises. So the, the scripture text is 2 Peter. I'm not going to read it because it's long, but I'm going to talk about it so I can get done and we can we can shower mothers with love. But I want y'all to hear this second Peter chapter uh, one and, and start at verse two. So don't don't just jump down. But I'm I'm gonna stick at verse um uh, five, six, seven, and eight is where I'm really going to uh, work at. But but Peter encouraged these Christians. So I need to ask us two questions. Because we are Christians and believers, it is our responsibility to be able to encourage the community. Whether the community in here on the community outside. Yeah. As believers, that's our duty. That's our responsibility. So our Sunday school that today says, I'm equipped with hope. Y'all didn't see the eye there, but it's there. Alright? I am equipped with hope. So what does that mean? That means I've got everything inside of me to encourage you, Mother Glove. I've got everything inside of me to encourage you, Sister Selena. I've got everything it's me to encourage you to the miniweather. is already inside of me. I've been equipped. But what does the word equip mean? Equipped means to furnish for service or action by appropriate provision. To furnish for service or action by appropriate provision. So can you just break that down because I didn't understand all that? I didn't either. I kept looking because I got that from Webster. It says to make ready, to be prepared. That's what equip means. To be ready, to be prepared, to be ready, to be prepared. Well, what is it that I'm ready with? What am I being prepared with? What am I equipped with? The lessons that taught. Let me tell you what Hebrew said. Uh, the, the Webster dictionary says, hope and to cherish a desire with anticipation to want something to happen or be true. We are going through a lot. We are going through a lot. Stuff is happening in Palestine, in Israel, in Jerusalem, in Russia. Stuff is happening in California, in Texas, in Alaska is the Don't, don't don't judge me but I just hate talking to some
2: people.
0: <laughs> because I, I, I can go in and we can have a conversation and we can talk about a well. And before the conversation is over, they're telling me about they aching foot, they aching toes, they aching back, they bad kids, they 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 no good baby daddy. Oh, and sometimes I be like, "Hey, and hey, keep it pushing. Don't be that. Excuse me, Mother. Don't be a negative Nancy. <laughs> hey, that's not her. That's not her. That's not her. That's not her. Okay, but don't be a negative Nancy. Be, be in a courage of people, because we don't know what people are going through. We don't. We don't know what they're going through. So. Um, I I, I was looking at this and and, um, the the devotional reading comes from Psalms 130. And in in Psalms 130, it talks about how we are to be um, expecting the hope of God and expecting his help and expecting his promises. And and, and we are supposed to be just like a soldier elder that's standing at a gate waiting for stuff to approach it. A soldier on duty can't playing with some Jack. It ain't playing solitary on the top. So <laughs> a soldier standing back footed. Don't dare you to walk up on it. I've never been to a line. I've never been to a palace. But I've seen it on TV. You know that? This man standing there just like this. And people walk past him. They don't do this. That's right. They look at you. They don't care what's going on and A new bike. Oh, okay, I get it, I get it. I get it, Mama. Y'all, yeah, baby, I'm gonna get it. Okay, you started acting up because it didn't come this weekend. Well, I thought she got paid. I thought she was gonna give me that bike. <laughs> but you started acting up. You just started acting a royal class, and then what she said? Now, you don't straight up, I ain't need you that bike. That's what? A promise. That's a promise. That, promise. She didn't have to say, I promise you. If you it was, if you don't act right, I'm not going to get you. That's a promise. That's a promise. If you'll get a whooping, that's a promise. That's a promise. And we, you know what, but this promise that we have here in the Bible, we did not get anything for like it. And so all we need to do is just believe God believe, and stand on his word. So let me get to the meat of this. It starts at verse five. And I'm going to try to get done in a few minutes. But verse five, Peter tells the people to make every effort. Do all that is within you that you know how to do to do what is right. I love Nike. Nike told us, just do it. And that's Peter is saying it right here. Let me tell you something. Relational relationships are important. How is it that I love God and I don't love you? That don't work like that. That don't work like that. Because I need to love God, love myself, and then love each other. That, that, that's how that cross is going. Up and then I, and the center of that cross is, is me. I'm in the center. Christ is ahead, and y'all are here, but I'm not here. So I gotta love him first, love me, then I can love the rest of y'all. That's how relational relationships work. And if we don't get back together, we're going to be in a world of mess. We're going to be in trouble. Why? Because when we have relational relationships, we have compassion. We have love for each other. We are uns- we are forgiving of each other. We are compassionate. We are patient with each other. Yes. So the fruit of the spirit. We, make the God the we do all that. We have long suffering. We can we can suffer long. We, we we can endure some things. So Paul here, Peter here, uh, Peter here. Y'all say Peter. Tell them. Every day. Don't take no time off. Even when you don't think they're looking, do it. Even if, even if they don't know you go to church on Sunday, do it. He, do what? Do what? These are seven qualities of life, these are seven values found in verses five through eight or seven. Five through seven. There, there, there's, things, there's things, verse 8 says that these seven things will help you to grow. These seven things will help you be more productive. These seven things will be useful to you. These seven things will give you knowledge about who I want to take in Jesus Christ. Right. So why wouldn't you want these seven values and these seven characteristics? Why wouldn't you? So when we're talking about growing, one means I'm going to pursue what is right. Now I'm just going to break it down because we've been given a measure of faith, right? We've all been given a measure of faith, and so Peter says here that, that to your faith you must add something, and he calls it moral excellence. I call it doing what's right. Doing what's right. What's right? That's what God says do. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Fast and pray. Seek God's face. Be loving to your enemy. Be kind to your stranger. That's what's doing what's right. The second thing, after we've learned how to do what's right, because guess what? It ain't going to happen overnight. It's a process. Now, today I did what's right, like. and tomorrow, I might have started doing the morning what was right, like, but then something happened in the afternoon, I just, like, lost it. But God is a God of second chance, God is a God of grace, when I get up on Tuesday, I can get it right. I can start over. So the first thing that he's telling us to ask your faith, because we've already been given faith, he says, ask your faith, this is something we must do, we must, Reading the word of someone. Now, there's stuff going on in the world. Now, I was on the call with the Coalition of African and African American Pastors, and a pop up of their comments encouraged us to make sure we read over our ballots. Did y'all get ballots to vote? Yes. Okay, read your ballot. Don't just get it and put it aside and don't do nothing with it. But read it. Now, one of the things on the ballot is, is um, what they want to do in school is give the children appeal. If 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 Brother Farrell goes back to school and and he he wants to say, Well, I don't want to be a boy no more, I want to be a girl. They have a pill that they're gonna to give to him without notifying his parents. Oh the pill is, it changes your hormones it begins it's the end of time we, this stuff is stick on crazy and folks think that this is right okay now so we need to add to our faith we need to stay on top of this stuff so the next thing he says is add to your do right a deep understanding of God's word and his truth what does the Bible say about you and we gotta walk in truth be true, I hurt. I don't know why the truth hurts. But it's hurt for a reason, to help us do right. When people tell us the truth, don't get mad at them, but stop and do a self-examination. Is this really how people see me? Is this really what I'm reflecting? Is this, a, is this the aroma that you get from me? check your heart, check your mind, do a self-check. So the next thing we must add to our do right is a deep understanding of God's word is truth. The number three, he says, self-control. Well, what is self-control? Self-control is the ability to govern or discipline oneself. So you can tell yourself to shut up. tell yourself, I'm not going to watch that movie. I'm not going to watch that on TV. You can tell yourself, I'm not going to say that. I'm not
1: going to do that. I'm not going to eat that. You can tell yourself,
0: I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to pray for the next hour. I'm not moving. I'm not going to be like the disciples. They couldn't even pray with Jesus for one hour. That ain't going to be said of me. I'm going to sit here. You have got the self-control to control your to stay
1: awake, to be
0: alert, to be prayerful, to be an encourager, to speak life. All right, the next one. He says, a patient endurance. The ability to hang in there. We have the ability to hang in there. Stuff's going to get hard. It's gonna get hard. We we ain't seen nothing yet, but we're gonna to have to be able to stick in there. We're gonna to have to stick in it. Selena, so you raising some boys, some men. We look at them as boys, but they are men. That we can't treat them like boys, cause who wants a boy? You thirty years old. You talk, but you want a wife, but you still act like a boy. That's Because everybody treated you like a boy when they should have been, you know, instilling within you some work ethic, yeah. how to tell the truth, how to open the door for women. Amen. How 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 to, I, I remember a young man that used to work with us. Uh, he and I uh, went. We went to a food cart, and I got before you know I, I jumped out the car and he was, I was like, What are you doing? He was like, I was coming to open the door for you, mother, and I'm like. Boy, you know, lunchtime. We gotta get back home. We gotta get our food, get back to work. I thought you do all this. So we were walking from the car to the food court, and I looked up. He had walked, came and walked on the other side of me, and I just started laughing. I, let, let me shut up. Let, me let this young man do what he was trained to do, because the men don't let real, real men don't let women walk on the street side. I'm just, I'm just teaching. Can I have a teachable moment? That's what real men do. So we got to teach that to our our boys. You know, I love it when little Gary is around and Jeremiah is around because that's the kind of stuff that they do. But all those things that we've instilled in them—open the door, hold the door open for us. You know, go, go. And little Gary, we were walking. And he said, "Maybe me, you on the wrong side of the street." I'm, like, I'm not in the street. Then I had to realize what he was talking about. Oh, okay. Let me let me get where I'm supposed to be. So we we cannot let we cannot continue to see our our young boys as as boys forever. You know, to one day be a man, so we need to instill those manly things in him now. I, it, y'all know I like watching TV, don't you? Netflix Queen Charlotte. Y'all need to check it out. But she talked to her four-year-old son. About being the head of the household after his father died, she had a, she had an eye to eye conversation with him about his role, his duty to the family. That's the kind of stuff we need to be doing. If we were doing that kind of stuff with our boys, it'd be less gang banging, hand banging. We, we forget those teachable moments. alright I'm I'm cool, y'all. Okay. Let me finish, let me give them to you really quick. Number five, we're still adding, we're building to our character, right? So number five, it says, um, self-control, faith, 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 faith. godliness. Thank you, Sister Sheila. Godliness, what is godliness? Godliness is a devoted life for God. Godliness is a reflection of the holiness. Godliness is I'm living a life to please God. I'm actively seeking to please God. That means I want to please him in everything I say, everything I do, everything I, in my whole being, I want to please God. All right, number six is brotherly love. Now, we know what that is. Brotherly love means I have concern for you. Genuine concern. Compassion. forgiveness. Not being judgmental. I can love you in, in spite of what you say and what you do. I can feel, I've got love for you. Oh, you lost your job. I'm, I'm not going to laugh at you. I'm not, I, got, I don't have a job to give you, but I, I can give you some tips. Let's look at your resume. Let's practice any of your skills. Genuine. Being helpful to one to another. And the last one is love. And I'm done. Love. What is love? Love is God. That's simple. Love is God. What did God do for us? God gave us His Son Jesus. God, God. even when we look at when we look at the the, the Bible in Genesis, God knew that Adam and Eve was going to fall, and He already had a plan for redemption. For reconciliation. And he is a good God. He already had a plan. He didn't have to wait until they messed up to to get a plan together. He already had a plan. So much he had a plan plan for you and I. He said, before the foundation of the world, I knew you. I knew what you was going to go through in life. I knew it was going to take you to your first 30 to get real about you. I knew you was going to have not one husband or two husbands. I knew you was going to have a whole bunch of kids in, and then not like going one or two of a couple rest of restaurants and look like they're dead. <laughs> He already knew this. It's no surprise to him what we're going to go through, who we're going to become. Because so he is out for that old man's up. He's the beginning and the end. He knows the number of hair on our head. And he knows the day he's going to call our name. He knows this man. So let's grow up, church. Let's mature in our faith. Not so you can make past the black proud. Or you can walk around and say, yeah, I'm a member of Very St. Stephen, but we all grown.
1: It's so that you can help them the
0: So that you can help somebody else make it to that. they don't die without knowing Jesus Christ. That's why you want to mature. That's why you want to grow with the faith. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Father, we thank you for your word of today. We thank you, God, for speaking to our hearts and helping us at least. Amen. Uh, so many times people say, you didn't end the service. I'm like, yeah, I did. Y'all just missed it. But this is for blog talk. All right, let's lift our hands. Now, may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit full and abide with us hence now and forever. What I stand to us, I stand to all, grow up. Amen. blessed blog talk in Jesus' name.
2: Sometimes